Hey friends, this is Holly Bame Lytle, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's panel of exceptional autism parents. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We are talking about the loss of adult friendships after the autism diagnosis. And um, I have to be honest with you. Uh, I'm interested to hear your guys' stories because I, looking back, I feel like most of my uh, loss of adult friendships were, I feel like probably a little bit um, uh, of my own making because I was just so overwhelmed that I just couldn't deal. And in my mind, I felt like nobody understood what I was going to or going through with Isaac, I felt like that was very much the case because I did not know one single person that had a child with autism. But yet still after Caleb was diagnosed with autism, I still um, did lose some friendships. But again, I feel like that was more of me pulling back because you, know, you have that whole, you know, I definitely had some grief processing and whatnot, but um, which we've already talked about. So share with me because Michelle, you were jo joking about the Netflix bubble and I was like, wait, tell me more about this. So tell me what it looked like when you, when we're talking about loss of adult friendships, um, what, how did that manifest in your world? So I very much was the same way where I didn't know anybody who had autism or had a child with autism or even could understand what I was going through. But I think part of me was also feeling some embarrassment because oh. I mean, everybody wants to believe their child is perfect. You want to believe that we're all going to oh. hit the same milestones, especially if they're at the same age yeah. or well, the they same grade. They're going to be perfect like me, right? Because, I mean, I'm perfect. So. Well, absolutely. I hear you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bunny. I know. You're perfect, too. Perfect mom. Yeah, get it. Well, a lot of us are in the same school district. Yeah. Well, And, and so, I wanted to be June Cleaver. I don't know if you guys knew that, but mm -hmm. I was like, my goal when I had children, I'm going to just be June Cleaver because I always wanted a June Cleaver mom, so I was going to be that. So then, of mm -hmm. course, when you start hitting the... the the little speed bumps or, you know, like mountains. Or realizing case. that cleaning in your high heels isn't as fun as it is <laughs> yeah. on TV. I am currently watching, I am currently binge watching Desperate Housewives right now. And I'm like, how in the hell is this even possible? How can this even be on TV? Because this is just not practical. It's so not real life. Yeah, but you're right. Okay, so continue, Michelle. Well, and as we were getting our autism diagnosis, I was also simultaneously going through a divorce. Oh, the double whammy. It is because through that, um, both my ex-husband and I worked at the same location. And so a lot of our friends were through work. Oh, icky. And it is. And it was such an awkward situation where I had kept so much of that private because I was, again, equally as embarrassed dealing with a divorce situation because, again, I thought I was always going to be that perfect wife and perfect mom and never go through divorce and be married for the rest of my life. And Oh, one and done, right? Oh, yeah, one and absolutely. Done. <laughs> and you go through that process and it's like, once all the things started coming to light, it's like everybody had questions and they wanted, oh my gosh, the questions that people would ask were just oh, give mind me, blowing. Give me some examples here. I mean, there was some pretty bad situations because my ex-husband at the time had posted everything on Facebook. Oh, that's lovely. And so it's not like I even had the opportunity to divulge that information to people. So then I had people that were just, I mean, they wanted to know every sort of detail about you know, theft and they won't, it was just his shiny version of so the situation. So it was situations. totally, unfortunately, because it was timed so perfectly with your divorce, like there was really no separation between the two really. Absolutely. Oh, and I didn't want to necessarily divulge even. about 
the autism side of things because then yeah. it would just open them up to ask even more questions. Well, maybe he has autism because of your divorce. I can only imagine. Oh, there no. are so many <laughs> idiots out there, right? Yeah. The most common yes. one I heard was vaccines. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, I have at least one Facebook friend who posts every single day about vaccines and how it's related to autism. And it is so hard to keep my opinion to myself and not yeah. be like, let me enlighten you to how stupid you sound right now. Yeah. Like, I have four kids who have had vaccines and only one of them has been truly diagnosed. So really, please explain to me how that's a blanketing statement in the first place. But well, yeah, you can, it's difficult to have that translate to all people. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely instances of vaccine injuries. Oh, sure. um, so and, you know, in my case, like I was the vac. So just to be honest, clarifying, like I'm one of those people were with vaccines and Isaac, like we saw a definite like backslide where you can look at the baby videos and stuff like that. And we saw a backslide after some of the vaccines. But one of the things that I have regret, and again, you know, is it related or not? But I'll always have regret and question in the back of my mind because we have a genetic predisposition in my family. We have a very strong genetic predisposition. Um, and Isaac, we went in to have an ear infection, you know, like a checkup for an ear infection he'd been treated on and he wasn't hundred percent and he'd been on the antibiotics, you know, like up until that point. So we were just having it checked and they said, oh, well, since you're here, let's just go ahead and do this one. And I do remember asking, well, wait a minute, you know, since he's not a hundred percent, is it really smart to give him this vaccine? Should I just bring him back a different time? Oh, no, 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 it's fine. He's just on like the, you know, just on the finishing edge of the, of the ear infection. And so you always wonder now with that being said, Caleb has been vaccinated, but he did an alternate schedule. Um, but he, and he does also have autism, but their autism is so different. So you yeah. go from like profound where Isaac had no language, he was not potty trained. He had a lot of behaviors to Caleb who it's more of that invisible disorder. Um, so genetically we had a predisposition. However, I at least have the comfort in knowing that I, timed it, spaced it. We only gave vaccines in optimum conditions. So I feel better about that. But, um, but I have lots of friends on both ends of the debate where it's like, you know, yep. people are stupid for believing this, but then the other people are saying, well, you're stupid if you get your kids, um, you know, vaccinated and, you know, I can love everybody. I can love everybody, but yeah. It's, well, I think you just have to do what's right for your but you child. Lose, and your in family. that whole debate, you lose friends over it because yeah. that's the thing people with Isaac foundation. I've always been, you know, Hey, I'm comfortable with people being on both ends and anywhere in the middle mm -hmm. when it comes to the vaccine debate. But, um, the fact, you know, so it was very controversial because there was some people that, you know, it was difficult for them, especially knowing that we had a genetic predisposition, knowing that we were even going to you know, chance having some vaccinations. And so you do end up having to pull away from some of those people. Um, you know, and then of course you have, our family has a lot of strong opinions about autism and whether you should or shouldn't even have more kids, Bonnie, we've had this conversation choosing to have more children after, you know, that you have, um, a child with autism is another wonderful way to start ostracizing people too. So, and, and just um, to be clear, there are a lot of autistic kids that have never been vaccinated. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's so true. So so true. Yeah. I mean, would my kids still have like autism? Yes. But it was one of those things where in terms of, no, and I'm not guilt, saying either way, but yeah. I, I always like to throw that out there because no, people need to understand their kids have never had a vaccine in mm -hmm. their life that yep. still get still it. So autism. we need to absolutely. realize it's probably just not one smoking gun that's causing absolutely, absolutely. environmental factors. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's the thing for some, do I believe that there are some that have, you know, vaccination injuries? Absolutely. But you know, there are other instances where you're talking about environmental, like we have studies of identical twins where one has autism, one doesn't. So mm -hmm. we know 
know it's not 100% genetic either. But at least when we're talking about, we, we podcasted here recently about, you know, just the guilt of working parents. We've talked about, you know, just like guilt in general. We moms are always looking for something to be guilty about. And so for me, so I didn't want that ever sticking in my mind. And so that's why I was really careful. But again, it's very polarized. You can lose friendships over like discussions, even like that, because. Well, I know, think you bring up a valid point about pulling back myself. Cause mm-hmm. I, I can look back and say, yeah, probably a hundred percent of that was mostly on my part because. You well, know, you have to protect yourself. Well, and I think the as much as people place. offer to help, yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm happy to help. Like if you need, you know, care for your kids, like it'll be fine. I'll be great. Everything's gonna be fine. But it's like, you don't know what it looks like on a bad day. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, I would never want to put that on anybody else. And, you know, even just getting invited to go out and do things. And it's like, well, geez, that's going to have to require to get a babysitter. Well, can I find a babysitter that's actually going to be okay that I'm not going to get 50 million text messages? I mean, when my husband and I first started dating, I had a great babysitter who had a um, brother with autism. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be such a great fit. I will never forget getting out of a movie at the Garland to like 27 Facebook messages of how horrible the night was going. And it was like, I'm on this date, like trying to really not necessarily demonstrate what that looks like in my world. Cause my God, I didn't want to scare him off. Yeah. Cause you don't need to advertise the shit show on the first date. Exactly. <laughs> and it was you like, that for I'm maybe literally looking 10. through these messages and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta, gotta go. And then I'm like trying to be all, you know, oh, this has been great. Let's stay it's and not chat you. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could stay. And it's like, you know, that's just such a scary world. And it finally just took me sitting down with my husband and being like, look, here's what I need you to understand if this is going to move forward any further. This is not a perfect world. It is a complete and utter shit show some days. Oh, yeah. And if you're wanting to move forward, you need to understand what this world looks like. This is not the perfect world that you think you see of me on Facebook. Yeah. Like nothing ever gets to make it to Facebook land because what would you post? Like, well, oh, I would have people- today we started hating chicken nuggets. Go win. Like, I mean, <laughs> what do you say at that point? Yeah. People aren't going to get it because everybody always has an opinion. And yet I still post a lot of my shit out on Facebook. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I just got to keep it real, people. I need oh, you yeah, to keep like my that. Yeah, my gymnastics <laughs> situation yesterday. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to post that because, you know, people need to realize that kids have anxiety yeah, too. Absolutely. And it's really, really hard for them um, to move forward. So when they do have a big win like that and, you know, there was tears and everything else beforehand, we work through it and yeah, life's hard sometimes. Well, what I loved about your post is that you demonstrated your own anxiety because mm-hmm. I go through that as well mm-hmm. as a parent. And again, I think going back to the working mom guilt is that we try to not have our own weaknesses because we have to be so strong for everybody else. Yeah. So I saw your post and I was like, Oh yay. Somebody else understands what I'm going through. Yeah. But see, and I think that's part of the reason why I pull back though, is because if I don't have the confidence that someone can understand what I'm going through, or I also tend to pull away from those people. It's not that I pull away, but I don't, I'm not as close with the people that where their like social media stuff is really all the highlight stuff where right. it really makes me start thinking, wow, like we really are very dysfunctional. Man, my family are. sucks. I, I, I really, it's hard. I gotta up my game here a little it's bit. Just, I'm serious yeah. though. It really makes you really more insecure than you really need to even be. Like, and and let's be real, those are those people and they choose to put out the um you know, the highlights on their face, their Facebook or Instagram reel, which is fine. I have had people over the years criticize me that it's like, well, you only just focus on the negative stuff. It's like, oh, I do not. Um, I don't always focus on the negative, but if, you know, like 
perhaps, um, you know, this is real life for us. So if this is uncomfortable for you, right. Then maybe unfollow me. Yeah. I think maybe you got to check yourself because it's not rainbows and sunshine in my world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't pretend or put out or make things up. You want me to lie? Um, or just not be on social media even a little bit, because if you can't handle what my day-to-day stuff looks like, then perhaps we should not be friends. And, and why are you, I think what's funny is people try to figure out why you're posting it and they automatically think you're posting it to make people feel bad for you or things mm-hmm. like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you post stuff and I just post stuff. I'm sorry. Like you said, if my stuff isn't the same, this is the world we live in and I'm not looking for um, sympathy. This is just real life. Yes. I mean, you know, I don't, yeah, it's not always great. Well, and, and I spin it and I try and find the funny in it, but usually yeah. there's some debacle that has happened mm. and I try and, you know, find the humorous spin of it all, but still. Hashtag I mean, F-U autism yeah, is hundred percent my absolute favorite hashtag. <laughs> that would be one of my favorites. <laughs> I do hashtag under the F-U autism. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I gotta be honest, like nobody's <laughs> perfect here, people. So what about you, Bonnie? Because I know we've ta- podcasted on a lot of different topics. I know that you've lost some family relationships. Um, um, and we've talked about that just, you know, just again, one of them is choosing to have more children like that tends to ostracize some people because they have feelings about that. Yeah. I think like, I think like you were mentioning, I uh, definitely, some of the relationships are definitely my fault. Um, it's hard, um, especially, you know, uh, both boys originally were both really low functioning and, and that's hard, especially even with Evan is, you know, to explain, try to go out and explain autism or try to go out and explain what Evan was at the time was yeah. just it, you know, and what would happen is I think people think you, um, you use it as an excuse sometimes, you know, cause originally mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh, I can go to this place or whatever. And then something would happen. You know, I'm really sorry. I can't go blah, blah, blah. Well then after a certain amount of time, you just realize you're not being invited anymore. Yeah, see, and they think kind is. of, yeah, yeah, they think like, is it, did you choose it as an excuse? And they don't realize really you have to wake up every day and realize, is this stuff going to happen? How I planned it today? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. How, how is the kid doing? You know, I mean, yeah. well, see, that's the thing I can't, I never was able to really rationalize or wrap, like get a definitive read on what it was. But what you're saying is, is that, you know, you get invited, you end up canceling or you can't find anybody that can or is capable of taking care of them. So that means that you just don't go. And then over time, nobody's inviting you again. And so is it the well, we're not going to invite her because she won't come anyway. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the answer is. If they think you're doing a favor by just not inviting you because then you don't have to bail at the last minute. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and I do understand too. I actually saw a girl that I used to hang out with. Our kids are only like three days apart. And um, during one of the podcasts, I had kind of like one of those aha moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I realized I did something and didn't realize I did it. And it was um, her daughter. It was very hurtful for me to go to the stuff because her daughter would be doing these great things and Evan wouldn't be doing these things. And I would never say anything or show it, but inside it was just, it was really hard It was painful because you're still going through the grieving process and the, you know, I mean, now it's a different story. Evan's 11, you know, we've lived in this world forever now, but then it was really hard. And um, I realized I kind of let a friendship go because it was just too hard where I could have still taken the break, but communicated it with her. Like, you know, 
this is really hard for me to see your daughter excelling right now when my son, you know, isn't. And it's nothing against you guys. I'm just trying to, you know, process everything that's going on. And I should have communicated better. So, you know, fast forward. Last month I see her and uh, there was a few drinks involved. (laughs) And I said, you know, I need to apologize to you because this is what happened. And then in that conversation, she was able to say, you know what? I actually started feeling bad when we hang out to even say anything that my daughter was doing what she was doing. So I quit kind of saying anything too. Because we realized, yeah, she doesn't want to hurt you. Right. You observing it. It's hard too. I was, you know, like I, there was a span of time I would walk up and down like the streets or go to parks and see these perfect families and just get even more resentful and depressed because I was never going to have that. And I think you do it in in a lot of situations because, you know, I've lost both my parents and uh, I remember, you know, going through that those times where it was like, oh, yeah, happy Mother's Day. F you. Yeah. And then you're I mean, you wouldn't really say it, but you're like, I hate Mother's Day. And even to this day, Day. I hate Mm -hmm. Mother's Day and Father's Day. I'll be perfectly honest. But I try to put on a good face because obviously my husband's a father and my kids, it means a lot to them to have a mother's day where I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. You know, that's been kind of ruined for me, but yeah, I think in a lot of situations where you've just had that loss, those, those things are really hard. Um, and it's hard to see people. It's hard to, um, you know, and, and with family, there's a lot of, you know, adult, you know, adult cousins in our family now. And, and they've just more, I think from what I've heard and what I've, you know, people have commented to me, I think, yeah, they just think that you're just, you know, complain about life. You're like, they, they just can't, they don't want to realize, I think people have a hard time realizing that somebody just might have a hard life and that's okay. We don't need to judge it. I always we love ju- it. Just try we, and find the positive. Right. Or when every, or those people that you talk to and they have to one up you and you're um, like, Hey, I don't, I'm just saying, cool. If you have a worse life than me, great. I, I was just, sharing my story with you like we don't need to one-up the situations um and you don't probably want to try with me anyways because (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) You life has not handed me a lot of (laughs) wonderful things but um you know you i think that you um people just you know they have a hard time with it and and i would i would rather people come to me and be completely honest and say I don't really know how to deal with your boys. And when I get in this situation where we're all hanging out and, oh my God, it's hard for me. So I'm just, I just choose not to hang out with you. I'd be like, you know what? Thank you for sharing that with me. Because when you don't say anything, it just makes me, me feel like I have this little, this little world and nobody wants to be a part of it. And we have offered multiple people, Hey, you know, we do ABA four days at home a week. Hey, why don't you come over and, um, uh, see how to play a game with them or see how to communicate with them or whatever. And, and you'll to your face. Oh yeah, that's great. I never thought about doing that. Nobody ever shows up. Yeah. So I'll kind of, you know, me being nine, you know, Evan's 11 and me being nine years into, you know, the autism, I just kind of like, look at this point, if you don't want to be a part of my life, don't. And if you're hearing dog barking, don't anybody panic. This is a pet friendly office building. So <laughs> okay. that is totally normal for our place of business there during the week. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that you just get to the point where you just kind of go, um, you know what, if you're not going to make an effort with getting to know the boys, then don't try to, don't try to say that, you know, you don't know how to deal with them yeah. or, or not because we would love we'd love people to come over to our house yeah. and lots of times that's what people don't like is well how come you don't come to our house 
Because it's so much harder. Well, first Mm -hmm. of all, people, I have six children. Yeah. You don't want them all touching all your crap. Okay. (laughs) And no, they do not all have autism. (laughs) It's called, I have six a-hole children. Okay. Let's just be. Impulse control issues on all of them. Right. And and then secondly, think about it. I'm having to bring, pack different foods, pack Mm -hmm. different stuff. By the time I come, I'm bringing three freaking suitcases. Yeah. I'm moving in with you. (laughs) For a two hour visit. Yeah. Just show up to my house. It's a lot easier. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, For the 10 minutes we get there and then my white shit on your wall and I'm like can you have any bleach and we gotta go yeah. I mean come on yeah. you have the wrong kind of hot pockets we really gotta get out of here this is not totally. gonna end well yeah. <laughs> totally no I totally agree so before I ask I get to Chevy Michelle how long have you been on your autism parent journey only four years oh, you say only four years that's, that's still a, a long, long time. time it feels like a lifetime it feels like honestly. an eternity yeah. I mean we've been dealing with obviously the behaviors for much longer but the the diagnosis itself was a very very um late diagnosis yeah so mine has been let's see uh I guess 14 years I've been on the autism parenting journey but chevy here to my left um chevy you are still relative i consider you to be still relatively still new newbie. you're still yeah. new you were just you came in and you said oh kira turned five and i'm just thinking oh she's just a little i mean she's just so little because yeah. she because so she was diagnosed right before her fourth birthday right yeah she was still three yeah so she was we'll still be three. in our Two almost two year anniversary in May. Okay, two year anniversary yeah. diagnosis. So, in terms of talking about this, because this is probably a little bit fresher for you, and you yeah. wanted to be here, so talk to me about. Um, and in my mind, I think that people are just there's so much more understanding and discussion about autism that I feel like okay, so maybe you know, like that loss of adult adult friendship isn't going to be as evident for families that are now just starting mm-hmm. their journey with autism. So I'm kind of curious to get this on a twofold thing. <laughs> um, so explain to us kind of your experience with losing adult friendships and then um, we'll dissect it some more. How about that? We've had some like family things. And we've also had some friend things. Um, I think when we got Kira diagnosed, um, I think the same week, you know, Simon and I had discussed it. I had decided, okay, I'm going to post this on social media because um, people needed to know like, this is part of our life. And um, we were also come from a pretty religious background. So we were, you know, church a couple times a week kind of a thing. And and I also wanted to kind of have it out there because it's like we're at church and the job at church is like we sit, we're quiet, we're hands to ourselves and we're paying attention and <laughs> oh, all of those churches. environments. <laughs> Sounds like my kids for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to be like, OK, if she's freaking out and screaming and I'm up with her. 12 times, which is generally what that looks like. That's why we haven't been in a while. Um, <laughs> you know, I want them to understand that, like, I'm not like just being a bad parent. I'm it's not, not like, an unruly I'm child, not, parent, yeah. not parenting my child. And her freaking out is not a result of us, like, us not controlling her. It's just like, she does not understand the concept of like, why do I have to sit? I have no interest in sitting. Yeah. I want to be running around. Um, that's not a welcome environment for that. So it's just like, it was always just super stressful. And one of us ended up always taking her out and, I just wanted people to have that understanding of like, oh, sh- there's a reason why. Because in your mind, you're thinking challenges. putting it out there, it's going to help. Yes. It's going to help. And I felt improve. like that's kind of going to make a case for us. And yes. like we hang out with people, like they're going to kind of get it. Yeah. Um, You know, we got, uh, you know, the slew of like, I'm so sorry. We're so, so sorry. Like, I'm so far, sorry your family's going through this time and all of that. And I even had a couple of people that were like, you were really brave for putting that all on social media. And I was like, is that like a judgment of like, I shouldn't have done that. I don't, yeah. I don't know quite how to interpret that. Thank yeah. you. You're such a great parent about that. But good job. I can't compliments. 
I have a long list of backhanded compliments in my. Oh, so I'm going to add that one to the and list. You're so brave to you're put so that out brave. there on social God media. Gives, yeah. God gives special children to yes, special people. I got people. that too. Yeah. Yes. I love that's on I my list. That too. We never give you more than you can handle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was part of kind of like a mom's group, like all of our girls were kind of born all around the same time. So we kind of did the mom thing of like, you know, oh, you know, uh, you know, baby fed weaning and, you know, all the things. And you were super. So just to make sure people understand, you were super involved. You are a lactation specialist. Yeah. A childbirth educator. Okay. But work with lactation as well. Yeah. I know you post and you help people with lactation stuff too. So, so you were very immersed into like, there was like three or four of us that were pregnant around the same time. So we're talking like labor and birth. We'd all delivered around the same time. So it's like now we're dealing with newborn stage and baby stage and talking stage and, I even remembered a party, but this is before she was diagnosed and before we saw the regression. But Kira was one um, and um, a friend of ours, her daughter's also one. And Kira was saying like mommy and daddy at that point and that regressed later on. But uh, our friend was actually like, oh, my gosh, she's like she's already saying she's so advanced like these words like we're not even getting that yet which is like the biggest irony in the world I know. Because <laughs> <that did not laughs> you're, stay, but you're like well yeah we're patting yeah. yourself on the back like yeah all of my children are this advanced yeah. superior mothering i mean look at their parents clearly clearly <laughs> There was any doubt. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I guess when we started dealing with like the, re- the, uh, the gr- regression and like the difficult times and she became really hard to take out in public, like even just like a normal like, oh, mom's in Target with the toddlers. You know, I was like, <laughs> kill me. This is a nightmare. Like she's getting out of the cart. She's not <sighs> staying with me. She's screaming. People probably think I've like kidnapped her because she like is doesn't even look like we were <laughs> like this is just stressful like sweaty and like stressed and I don't want to do this um but I think with those relationships like when she was diagnosed and I was like discussing the, like, the challenges like kind of like you guys kind of echoed exactly how I felt about like I probably was kind of the one to kind of pull away a little bit because I'm like a seeing all this progression and she you know my daughter's doing dance and look at her recital photos and isn't she like so beautiful and so perfect and and I'm just like just trying to deal with like trying to get her to say a few words and you know, we're dealing with those types of challenges. Um, and even like our milestones, like Mm -hmm. I had a day where Kira asked Alexa to play baby shark and I lost (laughs) my crap. I was like, this is (laughs) the best best day day ever. Like she was like, Alexa, play my song. (laughs) You know, know? so I was just so happy, but like for them, like another four-year-old, you know, they're not, they're like, Oh, that's so nice. You know, yeah. like, yeah, you really <laughs> it don't get thunder out of your like, it, it, does. Just, it really does. When people then are, Oh, that's as nice as that. I don't expect like, don't them really... to fully understand, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, can't you just give me my dang moment? Yes, like, just moment. give me my moment. Pretend like it's exciting. Um, and, and I understand when you think at some point, and I guess even before I was an autism mom, um, and maybe it's because my mom, the way she raised us and we had a cousin that had special needs that stayed at our house and it, we just knew that. I just automatically knew that that meant something to them and that to make, oh, I can't believe that. That's amazing, you know? And that's really by somebody saying something so small and they so kind, really it could it could make your whole day, like, yeah. like, you know, instead they'll just, oh, your son's still in pull-ups? Oh, I didn't realize, is he? Like, what, like, why you gotta make a comment about it? Oh my God. God. Oh, that's weird. Okay. You know, it's just something so, and I think that might be a part of the adult relationships because I don't know about you guys. 
I cut people out quick. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe, and even Jason will be like, Bonnie, sometimes your expectations are too high. And I'm like, what? And I will. <laughs> Santa Christmas list. What are you talking about? We only have about a thousand things you need to meet. That's you know? a violation of rule 732. <laughs> right? I can't hear that from you right. today. Thank you. Yeah. And so maybe I do, but at the same time, I maybe it's just as I gotten older, it's like at this point in my life, if it's somebody new, no, I'm not like that. But at this point in my life, if you still don't get it, yeah, I'm nine years will. in. I can't. Why? Yeah. Just go away. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. Please don't come to me with your advice when you've never had an autistic child. I really could care less. You know, and yes, some people come to me with an article or something. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm probably just going to shove it in my purse and use it in my fireplace, <laughs> but great. Yes. Um, I pull my nose on that later. Right? But that's but, like the awkward. You mentioned like the vaccine thing. I, we had people sending us vaccine oh, yeah. articles and this articles and this is why your child probably has autism articles and all this. And I'm just like, Thanks. How many things do you get tagged on daily that are anything to do with autism? Oh, hello. I'm Holly oh, at the Isaac Foundation. Right. So, uh, do I get anything else? <laughs> this autistic child opened up their own coffee stand because nobody would hire them. I've been tagged in that three times oh, already. Sister, That's yes. not my son. And I think that when they kind of switch things from levels, it got a little, it got really confusing for people because mm. oh, God, if yeah. you said my, before when Evan got diagnosed, it wasn't levels yet. So I could say my son has autism so they knew oh he doesn't have Asperger's he yeah, does, exactly. you know, he, they knew the difference between yeah. those where now if it's it's a level thing and I understand that because they'll be like oh well this person is driving a car and this person I'm like have you <laughs> met Evan yeah like have you met Evan because pretty much that's never gonna happen like yeah. he's gonna live with us forever and that's fine and mm -hmm. and he's happy in in his you know his needs but um people just have a really hard time grasping it. And the, and the discipline part is the hardest for me because like quit saying to me when I say, well, I, I don't discipline them to say because of their autism. Well, I'm just saying, it's not like my kids don't do that. My kids act that same way. No, okay, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't you never get it will. just yeah. because they act in a way that might be um, the same as your kids act. It's not the same. Yeah. It don't, because their ability to process. Right. That different. Whole, yes. That concept of why it's unacceptable. Right. Is so polar difference. I mean, it's just not yeah. even well, the same. Like and I, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. People be like, my four-year-old does that. No, my, my, my four-year-old does the that. Same. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not. And I think not maybe the it's their way of trying to relate with you. They're trying, but just realize that you can't, if less you're an autism parent, unless you have an autistic child, you're not, you can't relate. You right. just cannot. And it's okay. That's the thing is it's okay that it's you can't okay relate. It's okay to not relate to what I'm doing. Yeah. You don't have just to. Just like something just in your life me. I'm but not going to relate to. But why do we have to try and relate to every single person in every right. single situation? Because I feel right. like there's that stigma that you have to have a connection with somebody to build a relationship. Yeah. yeah. I don't need you to connect with me on that. I have this group of people that can connect yes. on that. Mm -hmm. Or we have our doctors or we have our family. Right, right, right. My husband and I understand it. I just need you to be there for me as a friend. Yeah. Understand that that might look like five minutes before I'm supposed to meet you for lunch. I got to cancel because mm -hmm. some major emergency, his socks are on the wrong feet and the tags are inside out and something is bothering him and it is a catastrophe and we just have to go handle it Yeah, and understand that that's maybe what my world looks like. Mm. Like we went through it with, um, Aiden hit honor roll. So this is his first year doing, um, honor roll with hundred percent mainstream. And it was a 3.13, which doesn't seem very high in the honor roll, but they started doing honor roll at three point and above, which for mm -hmm. us, that's great because that's yeah. the motivation Aiden yeah. needs. But then I get met with people who are like, well, I can't even believe they do honor roll at a three point. Like that's so low. That should, you know, when I was in school, it was a 3.8 or above. Cool. 
My son made honor roll. Can we just be happy that it's a hundred percent mainstream classes? We're not in our special needs classes. And he made honor roll. Yeah. That means he successfully turned in his work. Some of it's at a C level. I don't care because he made honor roll and that's a big deal for him. Yeah. Right. Like, can we just be or happy Or the participation trophies. Here's the deal with that, people. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. You cannot see the body posturing from Bonnie, but I can tell this is- There's a finger wagging. Be, there's a finger wagging and the head shaking. So I'm, I'm yes. My damn kids will get the participation trophy and they are happy about it and i don't yes. care what you think because guess what they're never yeah. like evan's never going to be able to be on a typically developed team so if they want to give him a freaking trophy at the end with his name on it that he sets in his room and he proudly looks at that you guys don't realize what that does for our kids that aren't can't accomplish those other things and you know it's just people don't real people just don't realize those little things mean like the metal. So I buy, per, so there's a, Evan last year was able to start DI mm -hmm. in, in the DI sports in school. So he did soccer and basketball and um, hated them the whole time, by the way. Yep. But, he, but he still we, we do it for the social interaction, not for the sports, which he's on to. But can you explain that to my son who thinks I'm forcing him? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right. <laughs> well, well, this is what I get. Hey, we're getting, we're going to start basketball now. No, thank you, Bonnie. Okay. Well, we're going to go anyways. And yes, for you guys who don't Not know, a choice. Evan calls Thank us by Bonnie. our first name, Bonnie and Jason. It's real personal. We love it. Um, so anyways, I buy medals for the team myself because I feel like they, they need these. Okay. So I buy them for the team when we're done, like 10 kids or whatever. My son wears that medal proudly every day for like two or three months. No. He just wears it to school, to sleep, to everything. Because it's a big deal for him, you yeah. know? And really, is it hurting anybody else's yeah. feelings that bad because they got a participation medal or trophy? No. I get it in the big stream of things, what people are talking about. But you got to think in context sometimes, you know? Somebody somewhere online is really pissed about that participation trophy. <laughs> They're losing sleep over it. It's for sure. Again, <laughs> why, yeah, why? In what world do we have to give everybody an opinion into how, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just is crazy to me that people feel that they're entitled to an opinion on some of these things, because unless you walk in my shoes, like Mind your opinion business. means nothing to me, but yeah, it's frustrating. Um, here's a question for you guys. Cause here's where I find that I am still, cause now I am more cognitively aware of the fact that I have a tendency to pull away um, from relationships, because again, it is very difficult, but here's where I am very aware of where I do it is in classroom situations. Now, um, because, you know, Caleb is more gen ed, so he's about 85%, um, general education. And so, you know, and he's gets pullout services. And so, you know, they're doing the room parties and there's the room parent and we're all going to do this and we're all going to do that. And I have to tell you, that is the number one place where it's just like, I, just, it gives me a lot of, of I, I get a lot of anxiety. I get way more resentment because, um, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I feel like I have absolutely nothing in common with any of those people. And I don't want, you know, and it's so weird. I got pulled in, in Caleb's classroom this year for a room party and they were struggling. They needed somebody to come and work the hot chocolate bar. And so I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I just have to suck it up because every single time I volunteered in Caleb's class, it is, I've left absolutely destroyed because you start realizing how large the gap really truly is. And I can be in my own little bubble and we're celebrating the things where we're celebrating them. But when I come into the classroom and I'm volunteering and I'm seeing him in gen ed, I was just, I'm just like, F this. Like it is just, that is the most painful because that's when I see how truly far behind he is. And while we are making gains, it's like, it, 
the gap, just no matter how much we're closing in on it, it just, it does, it just, it goes faster and faster, faster. Now, with that being said, I can say that I know that, you know, male brains mature at 25. And so, you know, Caleb is probably going to get to that same point someday, but it's going to be like more 30, 32, right? He's going to get there and I I can rationalize myself, but it doesn't mean that it isn't any less painful. So then I feel like I come in there and they're like, oh, are you Caleb's mom? I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? You know what I mean? Like, I just like, I got myself, I got myself getting that attitude and I was just like, oh wait, what the hell do you mean by Everybody here knows my kid. Like, I don't know your guys' kids, but you're coming in and maybe like, oh, you're Caleb's mom. Oh, what if you heard about yeah, him? Yeah, exactly. What if you heard about you me? You got a problem with my kid? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, literally, yeah, yeah. that was me for the Harvest Fest. Oh and I was like, girl, girl, you got to get your shit together. Like, I was like, again, there was nothing wrong with what they were saying. It was right, just, right. I immediately yeah. took offense. Like, what is that? But, you know, like, why? Is there a problem? Like, yeah, that is, you know, and it was just like total defensive, <laughs> unnecessary defensiveness. I'm sorry, let me start over. I'm Caleb's mom. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. What I meant to say was, um, but again, I, it's not like yeah. anybody has ever done anything to me. It's just that I immediately assume You're hypersensitive. that I'm hypersensitive. And it's like, and maybe like shame on me. It's because I couldn't, I could maybe name three kids in his class. And those were, <laughs> in part because more than I got. Caleb doesn't talk about very many people. And right. mostly I know those kids are in the class because other families have reached out to me because they're connected to Isaac foundation and said, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You know, like Caleb's in the class with such and such. And so that's why I can name those names. <laughs> Not right. because Caleb necessarily yeah. talks about them, but it's just, it was an overwhelming moment of like, Whoa, like defensive much like, hypersensitive. And again, I have to be honest with you. Like I am friends. I have become friends with little, um, like parents like Kelly and Kelly's class. Kelly's in the fourth grade. And I've actually got to know some of the parents in that class. And now it's like, you know, I can wave, say hi. And yet in Caleb's class, like I just won't put myself out there because it's like, um, we don't get invited to birthday parties. We don't get included on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to be honest with you, like I'm about ready to go up there and kick some teeth in because like Caleb's getting picked on by a couple of kids that are making fun of his size and his shoes and different things like that. And so, um, but in Kelly's class, like I open myself up to these relationship with these other moms and dads. And in Caleb's class, I'm like, nope, not interested. It's interesting. And that's how totally, you I'm doing hats. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I totally yeah. know that I'm doing it. Yeah. And yet I can't stop myself from just being defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I hate that about me, but now with that being said, of course, some of the moms in that room that I know, um, again, it's not because Caleb is necessarily close to their children, but I know them cause they've reached out to me and they, you know, we, we have compared mm-hmm. notes and, and so for those moms, it's like, but you know, again, you know, so I open myself up to them because I feel like they're in my tribe and they're going to be in it. And not that their kids even have necessarily autism. They have some other things going on, but, uh, way more comfortable with those women. But of course, again, they're not necessarily the ones that are volunteering in the mm-hmm. classroom. It's the mom, the stay at home moms and that, you know, yeah. have the time to yeah. be, and I lo- thank you for doing that because I work. And so I cannot be that person that organizes all of that stuff uh because there's just it seems like there's so many expectations of you know for school years anymore Mm -hmm. but anyway I am totally consciously aware of the fact that Mm -hmm. it's like just a different situation and I can't but I still can't stop myself from not I just I can't put myself I'm just not comfortable putting myself out there and I think you can 
You think you can read people's looks too? I mean, oh, like absolutely. me, because I can read everybody's minds and their faces. Perfect. Like <laughs> yes. I get a look and I'm like, oh, really? That's what you think? Okay. I see your judgmental you eyes. About that? Yeah. yeah. And so that's what's hard is because when I, so for me, I have an interesting perspective as in right in the same hallway, I have Evans in a DI class, you know, self-contained and Jackson's in gen ed. And so I know what you're talking about because I go into Evan's class and it's like Bonnie and we have a party. I give everybody high fives and and everybody's at Evan's level. So it doesn't make me sad. We're all cool, you know, and every and I know and um, there's a good amount of autistic kids in his uh, classroom, too. And so like, yeah, the one kid shows me his new car every day. We have a combo about that. And the other girl likes dogs. I short pictures every day. Right. But then I see what you're saying, because then I go over to Jackson's class and I don't like to be. I live in a bubble too. I don't like to really think about where. So then when I go into Jackson's class, yeah, it is harder because I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. You know, cause like Jackson is really far behind intellectually. So, you know, he's having a harder time with, you know, some different, some different, um, you know, math reading, things like that. And so, um, and then when he gets frustrated in class, he just freaks out, you know? Yeah. So I think the kids, um, as he's gotten older every year, they don't want to deal with it the same. When they were younger, it was like, oh yeah, we know Jackson has autism is cool. And now it's just kind of like oh, that kid again, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think, I think that part, that part is harder for sure. And then um, you kind of go in there and it, like you said, just kind of a smack in the face, like, oh, that's where we're at, you know? Cause yeah. you don't, it's funny. Cause Evan, I don't think about it very much, but he just had his 11th birthday and I allowed myself, I don't know why it just entered my mind of, I wonder what Evan would be doing for his 11th birthday if he didn't have autism because Toy Story is his favorite and they came out with the new one. So we had a Toy Story for a birthday and he's, you know, playing with Buzz and Woody and sitting there in his pull up. And it was, it was a really hard birthday for me for some reason. And I thought, I wonder if I'm ever going to be able to have a conversation with my kid. I wonder if I'm ever going to be, I just let myself go there for a minute, you know? And it was really, um, kind of a sad moment. Cause I just try not to, cause I'm so proud of him where he's come from. You, you, it's almost like you feel like if you are sad about the other, that you, you don't love your child or you're not happy about where they're at now, where you are. Yeah. You're disloyal to them somehow by thinking about what could have been. No, I, I have a, a question is, do you ever have a hard, well, Obviously, I don't think that you probably do, but do you guys have a hard time um, making friends with other autism parents? Because I actually do, because one thing I have two on the spectrum, but the other thing is sometimes if I know that their kid's really high functioning, I'm like, oh, crap. So they're probably not going to be my jam because I don't want them to come to my house and see what it looks like to be around. You know what I mean? Like they're already stressed out because they have a child on the spectrum. And then they like, yeah, let's do a play date. And they come over and they're like, holy cow, this, you know, like then I get myself all nervous about that. So then I just don't reach out at all. I'm like, well, yeah, it's probably, probably better if I these conversations before, because with having a high functioning child, it's, it's so hard because you don't fit in with the parents that are, yeah. you know, neurotypical kids. But then I also felt like I didn't fit in with autism parents either right. because we were high functioning. Right. And, I'm like, and you're not supposed to complain about some things because you have it so much easier exactly. than everybody else's. Yeah. But I'll tell situation. you, and you know this too from having both because yeah. like Jackson's higher functioning and is low. It has been a lot harder oh, so having much. a higher functioning Absolutely. child. We've talked about that Evan's so much. very simple. Yeah. He, I know what he wants. I know it doesn't mean he doesn't 
throw the, the fits and stuff, but he's simple, but like, you know what? And he's happy. Like in yes, his world, his so world happy. is content. And that's, and that's the thing is, is that I, and again, when you're talking about <sighs> falling into the moments where you think about what could have been, that's just your mom heart still doing some Absolutely. of that great process. Because when you look at them, like, you know, as much as, I mean, I miss my son fiercely, but I at least have the comfort in knowing that his world was perfect and complete. Like I was sad about those things he was never going to do, mm-hmm. but he could give two craps about that. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the reality of it is, is that, but that has been something that's really been, and you're right. She, and Bonnie was pointing out that like for me, Holly Isaac foundation, it is a little bit different because obviously in that capacity. Um, but I will tell you it's hard because sometimes you, I don't feel like I, I can vent to the same level. Um, because you know, what are you complaining about? At least your kid, you know, is going to be able to do this and they're going to, you know, they can go to school and they know what it's like to mm-hmm. feel love. And well, you're Holly for the Isaac foundation. You have unlimited resources oh, at your disposal. You must yes. have the most perfect situation ever. Right. Yeah. It which is probably why some of those people should not be Facebook friends. with Because <laughs> uh, it's not quite like that, but so it has been, it is hard because you, you know, and I, I haven't, and you know, I have the ability to network and connect with a lot of family. So it is still different for me, but I do find that depending on who I'm hanging out with, like I can never always let my guard down because I'm a lot of times in mixed company. And so you have, I just have to play that even road because, you know, if you, if we were being totally honest and you saw me on one of my true authentic holidays at home, you might find yourself shocked because it is hard and I am still I still get pissed and resentful and, um, you know, you're human, I'm human, (laughs) Yeah, but, um, but you know, it's, it's still hard because yeah, you feel like I am absolutely with you, Bonnie. I think raising Caleb is so much harder and more stressful because there's so much at stake and, um, you know, I beat myself up about making the right decisions. Um, also one of the problems I have in this world is I know what kind of science tells us is like best options for kids. And yet financially, um, I can't necessarily do those things for my child and my, and Caleb doesn't have the benefit of being able to do some of the things that we know, um, you know, produce good outcomes. So I have to try and do what I can myself. And, um, you know, there is a limit to Isaac foundation funding. So, you know, I make a very modest, um, salary because we're a nonprofit, very small nonprofit. And so it's really hard because, you know, I dedicated my life to this and then sometimes I feel like I'm screwing my own kid. I gotta be honest. Like Mm -hmm. I've really struggled with that over the years of that, you know, because I've chosen to do Isaac foundation, Caleb is doing, is able to access less, um, because I could definitely go and do things and make a lot more money. Um, but here we are. But, um, and also to my other thing is from Holly Isaac foundation is, is that, um, it is harder to make friends because, um, one of my biggest pet peeves is I don't like people knowing who I am initially to start with. I want people just to, you know, and if you, if you come to my mom's night, very rarely do I ever, you know, we go around and we have everybody introduce themselves, um, and tell us your name and a little bit about your loved one that has autism or other special needs. And very rarely do I ever introduce myself or talk about my personal situation. Because again, you know, once people know who I am, it's just that, you know, people put you in a different category and it sucks because, you know, a lot of times I don't deserve to be on a pedestal because you ladies know that because <laughs> uh, I'm behind the moon. He yeah. thinks you were just I know truly <laughs> cream of the cream. He is my biggest fan. He I do really love is. him for that. Um, but that's the thing is, is that, you know, you can't put necessarily all the 
the reality of it out there. And again, um, you know, people do have unrealistic expectations. So that's some of my struggles just with relationships is, you know, I've know so many people, um, but it's still difficult to be able to weigh how much can you really be totally honest? Actually, I feel like I'm more honest yeah. on these podcasts than I am really in <laughs> Me real too. life. So yeah, um, I hope that some people don't listen to the podcast for and, uh, sure. I would think and that every time we go through one of these, I was like, God, I hope this one person doesn't hear me complain about that <laughs> because we, <laughs> I have a pretty good close relationship yes. with our principal just because the fact that we've gone through some IEP yeah. struggles before. So yeah. he's seen like some of that dark and dirty world of um, autism and some of the struggles that we've been through before. And, you know, I, with Aiden doing the honor roll, this is the first year Aiden's ever wanted to go to the honor roll dance. It cost me two big Macs to get him there, but it was totally worth it to get him into his comfort zone. So I was like, because I wanted to be there for him in case he needed it. And he probably doesn't even care that I'm there. I was like, I volunteered to sign up to chaperone the dance. Cause I was like, girl, you're good. You're but it good. was one of those things where it was like, you know, I had to have that conversation with the volunteer coordinator right at the very beginning to be like, here's the deal. I understand the sign up requires me to be here until it's done so we can help clean up. I'm here as long as he lasts. Yeah. If he does not feel that this is a good fit and he's ready to go, that's I'm me out. bouncing and out the door. And we made it pretty far. We were probably a good 30 minutes before it ended. And right as we're walking out the door, she's like, oh, are you calling it an early night? I just wanted to be like, bitch, oh, please. Ooh. What did you just say? And I was like, well, he's ready to go and I'm ready to go too. So, but you know what? He's Here's, got lots of volunteers yeah, here. And I would have been like, hey, you know, I'll hang, I'll, we'll hang out longer. And when the meltdown happens, I'm just going to have to have you step in and deal with that so I can finish my volunteer duties, my Absolutely, friend. Absolutely. Cause and, that's so important to me yeah. to fold those chairs and put them away. Yeah. Trust me, top of my priority yeah, list. Trust I me. You want us to leave on a positive note because if the wheels start coming off the wagon, it will be miserable for everybody. I'm sure she's excited. I've already signed up for the next, next one. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. You're trying. You're trying. Hey, yeah. He went. And I told him, I said, that means because I signed up, you have to go again because it's super awkward if I go by myself and you're not even there. <laughs> yeah. Not hanging out with middle school kids all oh, night. God, you're not even me. there for oh, me to watch. <laughs> what about you, Chevy? Do you think that it's easier making friends with like um, your friendships now with families who have kiddos that are on the spectrum or have other disabilities oh, or for sure. yeah, for sure. I feel like I just feel automatically more connected and I feel like yeah. I could, could talk about, you know, oh my gosh, we've had the worst week and this is what's going on. And yeah. I feel like poop on the wall. It's yeah, relatable no big deal. And no one's going to be yeah. like, oh, or, you know, I just yeah. feel like I can relate and just really be honest. And, and like, uh, I think it was a, a couple of days ago, I even like Reagan, she had posted, you know, I had posted that we oh, had a horrible. terrible time. <gasps> yes. Okay, let's to talk about this. Oh, I did see oh my gosh. Dad. Yes. Okay, let's talk about that because it was so, it was, it was like that mom, like from, as I was watching this on social media, Chevy had posted that it was just a complete and total train wreck trying to go to Frozen 2. And my heart was bleeding for you as a mom because it's like, oh, I totally know that. Like, you know, Isaac's favorite movie was Cars. And so we tried to go and watch it and it was just like, just a total travesty. It's like, why do we even bother? But um, so I read that and then like what, three days later, yeah. <laughs> um, one of our other moms, Reagan, who's been on the, a podcast before with us, she then posted this, like, you know, and her daughter is severe. So she's yeah. ASD level three. So very severe. Um, she's, you know, been very open about sharing. And of course this was like this magical moment where Lucy went to frozen Two, 
And it was this just, it was amazing. And so she, and it was just like, how is it possible in the span of three days, <laughs> I can have these two ladies who I love and adore and admire so much. And it was just like, she was like the only place post I wasn't annoyed about. I was actually super <laughs> know, proud. Right? <laughs> right? I was so excited for her. And I saw I you post all the comments too. And I was just dying. Yes. And I'm getting goosebumps because you posted on that and you were just like, you were so sweet about it. Because yeah. again, I think to myself like, oh, that's a hard thing to you know what I mean? Because you, yeah. it was so hard for you and it's, you know, yeah. Oh, we did disappointing. We did sen- sensory friendly showing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you really stacked the deck in your Skittles, favor. iPad. I had fries in my purse. Yes. Like Ooh, this is good call. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was so everything yes. I could physically <laughs> think of. Yes. This, she's, it's going to keep her in her seat. And yes. it's Elsa. Yeah. Like, I know we're going to keep her and in her princesses seat. too. And, princess, and mm-hmm. she's in a princess dress. Yes. And like, yes. And all the things. And, the, and that was the thing is there was nothing. Your execution <laughs> was dead on in that situation. <laughs> Like, I applaud you. Like, you took it to a level that I never even thought of. No. Right? We and left it's still, 20 minutes in. 20 minutes in. Yeah. 20 minutes in. They mastered 20 minutes. And I was just like, my heart was just like, oh, girl. Yeah. I just, man. I, but I you tried. Bad. And I then, tried. of course, yeah. yeah, like I said, the span of three days later, <laughs> on social media, I, I was just like, and you know what? Like, you were just, it was, it was nice to see, you know, it's it just, and that's autism world for you, right? Like, you yeah. just have. But I was so proud. I was you like, were. good for them. They deserve that. Yeah. Like, I know Reagan, like, how hard she works with Lucy oh, yeah. and just, like, how, just, I've just met her and just know how hard she works with this everything. And I'm just like, everything's a struggle. You. Like, yeah. you deserve that so much. I'm yeah. I'm just happy for her. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, like watching <laughs> that on social media, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is, I could, I wish I could have screenshotted them and put them together and put it on a Facebook post, like an a Isaac Foundation Facebook post, because it was one of those things where it was just like, man, three days apart. This is just, it really speaks volumes for the world that we're living in. Like, yeah. you don't know why all of the stars aligned for Lucy on that one day. <laughs> I know. Where it was just like, it worked. And you aligned all of those stars and it should have worked, but it didn't for you no. that day. And so it's just, you know, that's autism world for you. And but. my kids only think there's one movie theater. It's called The Garland. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> because... We have left so many times with Evan when he's little. We're not spending big bucks on it. So we're like, well, and I feel, I feel bad when somebody else spent a lot of money and my kid ruins it for them. I'm like, you went to the Garland. If my kid wants to scream, I mean, what, you know, whatever. Go to a more expensive movie theater, my friend. That's what I'm thinking. So that's, yeah, we, that's what sucks for the other kids though, because they're like, they want to see Frozen 2 so bad. And I'm like, yep, when he gets to the Garland, we're totally <laughs> going. Well, you can also take in martinis from the Bon Bon to those movies. Oh, yeah. so well, now you really? just made it a whole nother experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> Found that out. Hey, I think I'm going to be going with hey, Bon. We're, we're going to the Garland four nights a week, kids. <laughs> Why are we Ubering at home, Mom? Don't you worry Don't about you that. Worry. We're Don't you worry. Don't you even worry your little head about that. <laughs> sometimes we do what we do to, to get through those movies. Hey, I got to self-medicate sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Right here and now, I have a bottle, open bottle of wine in my purse. Say, how's that, how's none of you are judging me. No. You aren't judging me for that. Hey, I just couldn't see it going in the garbage. So I figured, hey, I'm going to save it. There you go. In my purse. So, all right. So anything else you guys want to add in terms of like epiphanies that you've had? I just, like I said, I had the recent epiphany in the classroom where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am that. I am just like a horrible human being. But um, I just, you know, I, it's, it's difficult I don't know. Do you guys feel like it's gotten better like over time? Because for some of my mom veterans, like, again, I I can rationalize it in my head. I I can't say that in actual practicing, trying to extend and trying, you know, maintain those relationships. If it's easier now, you know what I mean? Like, do you let it go 
Or do you try and like maintain relationships with non-autism parents now more than you did before? Mm, that's a tough one. Like I try. Because I'm, I'm aware of it, but that doesn't mean I'm changing my behavior. Right? I and think I've just I'm turned into say. more of an a-hole as time has gone by. <laughs> I think it's because we're I in just our 40s less. maybe. And we just, and you, when you hit your 40s, I think you start caring. Now, Chevy, you can't relate to this. But now, Michelle, are you in your 40s yet? You're still no, in your 30s. No, I'm 36. Okay, so you're I still young. 36. See, now, Bonnie, you and I are in our 40s No, here. I'm not yet. Oh, seriously? Oh! Don't, don't talk about it. I in, don't talk about September. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not relating to you till September. All right, fine. I have to be honest. Like once I hit my 40s, I just started carrying like yeah. way less. I just think my heart in general kind of hardened and I just got, and now it is a, as time gone, I guess my hope was as time went on, people would get more used to the boys, the situation come around. And really it just seems like the world's gotten more lonelier and smaller yeah. as yeah, time Yeah, your world gets by. smaller. Yeah. You know, and that's just reality, so... Kara's just so loud. She just, she's like, a, she stims, but she like, she's like flapping and stimming. Oh, yeah. She's like just the loudest kid. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, just like public settings, like restaurants and, yeah. you know, other situations that I like, I, I know I'm not supposed to like avoid, but I do sometimes kind yeah. of avoid and mm -hmm. try to come up yeah. with strategies. And it's well, like, and too, I think that has oof. to do some with it, your personality, because um, like if you are a person that does not like attention being drawn to yourself, then That's like me. that, yes. Mm -hmm. And then that would be, it's the absolute worst. Now, if you, you know, a person where it's like, I don't know, I don't care, stare if you will. Like, and, you know, I think it tends to bother you less. It doesn't maybe bother you as much, but um, yeah, so I don't know with that. I, I feel like I, here's the one thing I will say is that I had one friend when Isaac was diagnosed, I had one friend that was absolutely relentless and would still pursue me like coming over and having play dates and such. And she would come to my house and then we would, she would invite us over to her house. And it's so funny because I, she stands out in my mind as a person that just never gave up. Like she didn't care. She was still like, um, was very, um, persistent and would not allow me to push her away. That's and awesome. it's funny um, because actually I don't have, um, I don't ever talk to her now because she got divorced and moved away. And so proximity and she's not really on social media, which is so sad because that's how I maintain the majority of my yeah, relationships is through social media. Um, so I just, because she has chosen that she doesn't want to be on social media. It's like, I've just, I can't tell you the last time I talked to her. But what's funny is I still um, have a relationship with her ex-husband and it's so funny because, you know, he's one of he's one of the few people that actually knew Isaac. And so it's so funny when I say, oh, yeah, you know, this is my friend Matt. And he, you know, he says, you know, and I say, oh, you know, I've known Matt for so long. He actually like knew Isaac and because Isaac and Tyler played with his two daughters and he recaps the stories. Oh, yeah. You know, like she'd bring those boys over to my house and, you know, like just rip it apart. And it was like, <laughs> you know, like a tornado went through and. When you would leave, it was just like exhausting. And it's kind of like, yeah, I, I mean, that's totally true. But then it kind of makes me really admire his wife even more because that was probably when you invited us over, it was absolutely accurate. The boys were just, you know, Tyler had a lot of behavioral issues because he had a lot of resentment. Mm -hmm. Isaac was very loud. He was very heavy handed. Um, and, you know, it was just probably complete, you know, and they had quiet little girls that would play with dolls and color and do all of the things that like my boys never did. And so it was one of those things where whenever he kind of recaps like the experience of my kids coming over to his house for play dates, I think to myself, wow, like she really is an amazing woman because she still, um, she would even invite us to go to parks and then be an extra set of hands because her daughters would never run anywhere. Even though they're the same age as my kids, they were just real content and would never dream of leaving 
you know, be t- more than 20 feet away from mom. So she just didn't have the same concerns, but she would chase down kids and she'd take us to go on hikes and stuff. And so you really think, I think to myself, man, like you really are a different breed of people because I, you know, from listening to the recap, it's like, why would you? Yeah. You have to be, I have to be honest like that was a big undertaking and yet you still always invited us over. And so, um, but one out of countless, <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? So, and I have no hard feelings for Matt recapping like the disaster that would happen when we would come over the house because it, like I said, totally true. Um, but like I said, it just makes me think, wow, special people. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's your, your point of just the tornado. That's I, I think I, I see myself avoiding situations even when we are invited it's not that like no one invites us it's just like when people do invite us i already am thinking in my head of like the scenarios oh, so already like could go wrong i i don't know if i want to put myself in that scenario i mean we've had one kids party we were invited to and i was like oh that was really nice because actually our family doesn't celebrate major like holidays and things like that or birthdays so we get invited to birthdays we tend not to go because we don't celebrate but i'm always like oh we're so appreciative that you invited us thought of us but we just you know that's what we do so we got invited to a kid's party that wasn't related to any holiday or birthday. And it was just like a crafting oh. kid's party. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go. It's like, yeah. we've been invited. We always say like, sorry, we can't. And like, I want to just go. Uh, it was really stressful, but we went. Are you, glad <laughs> you went. Are you glad you went? I'm glad we went. But I guess in my head, I just, you know, the other, there's like two other girls that were Kira's age and they're playing together and they're playing with their dolls together and they're like playing outside together and Kira's like stemming and then on her iPad and then stemming <laughs> and on her iPad. And I'm like, well, you know what? We <laughs> made it. We gave it the, the good old try. <laughs> and, you know, I was, pr- I was like, it was stressful, but I left. I was like, well, I at least feel good that like, yeah, we made the effort to like yes. make it happen. But yeah, I just, I think I see myself doing that of just like people invite us and I'm just like, oh, gonna end well so I'll just avoid it because you already <laughs> think of like what's gonna happen yes Aiden's play dates is literally him in the corner on a tablet ignoring everybody in the vicinity so if I can find other kids that want to do that exact same thing it's a successful play I date, think him and Evan opinion. just became best friends oh, it's honestly like, yeah. do you like to talk <laughs> about like all 700 <laughs> Pokemon characters because he could tell you everything you need to know about them and what they evolved to and I am <laughs> learning about all of that now which is not anything I ever thought I would learn about. But if you want to talk about Pokemon cards for four hours, come over to our house. Yeah, yeah. And you know, sometimes a successful play date is that though. They're just mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. sitting on a couch, sitting next to each other gaming. And so, in fact, actually to that point where my ex-husband has been contacting me in the last few days because he's trying to coordinate, figure out Christmas and he needs direction, which I appreciate him asking. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of his statements when he talked to me, because keep in mind, there's we have three together. And he says, well, I don't want to buy more like technology. Like I'm just done with technology and it's like, okay, so that's great. Here's what you can get your daughter. Here's what you can get your oldest kiddo. And for Caleb, like, you know, I guess you're just not going to be getting him anything because if we're being totally (laughs) honest, (laughs) that's um, his jam. Technology is his thing. He likes his PS4. He enjoys his games. He, um, you know, and he can be interactive in those settings with other people. You know, I mean, he's gotten, those code, like the, you know, usernames of people that at school and he plays with them online and stuff. And so, you know, it's like, you have to, he had to change his, you know, like mindset of, you know, okay. So he already, Caleb also loves playing chess, but he already, you don't need 25 chess Mm -hmm. sets. You just don't. And so if we're being totally honest, then just don't get him anything. 
And don't shop for him either because you won't know what to buy because he's very particular about mm-hmm. his clothing. So don't just save yourself the time and the effort. But if you're not, you know, if thanks for playing. Yeah. Okay, cool. If you're not willing to take the directive when I live in this world. Yeah. And do I love it? Just no. But if you're talking about Christmas and what he really wants and you're looking at all the stuff on his Christmas list and saying, I'm not going to buy X, Y, and Z because it's all technology and that's not the route I'm going, then all right. Just don't bother. Yeah. Just, you know, the hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, gift cards for hot pockets. I know on on holidays it's and and don't get wrong, I appreciate it, but yeah, Evan always because he loves Skittles, um, he receives like twenty million bags of Skittles from people, and I'm like, okay, stop that, stop that, stop that, put that in the safe safe and (laughs) pull them out and ration them. Yeah, oh totally. You find something that they like, and then you get fifteen million of that one thing. It's like you know. Cooper likes to color and it's like, yeah. okay, so there's only so many coloring books the kid needs. <laughs> but I but I do appreciate his excitement because like on his birthday, he loves the salsa verde, like oh, the green yes. Doritos, the really spicy ones. And he got like six bags from people and he was just like, <laughs> he couldn't even, his hands were shaking, he couldn't even handle it. Like, mom never let, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Did you let him eat them all? Oh, I was like, go to town until bedtime, yeah, man. I don't even care. Nuts. Eat until you puke, my friend. Yep. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Whatever. Yeah, right? Yep. Hey, that's the joys of autism, right? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me. And we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.